0: Ready? Right. Just in middle of the field, 45-50. Greengrass in front of him, leaving Lions in his wake. I am Jeff Joniak. again. Blitz is on. <laughs> Down he goes, Oscar! What was it like playing for Coach Ah, uh, I don't
1: want to answer any questions like that.
0: 61 yards. A Sunday stroll for Justin
2: Fields.
1: And oh, 3 And pick it
3: up, pick pick it up. Now, yeah. Bears, etc., with the voices of the Chicago Bears, Jeff
0: Joniak, and Tom Savick. No way to sugarcoat an 0 3 start to the 2023 season, but what's done is done. Bears general manager Ryan Poles and head coach Matt Eberflus talk often that they are solutions oriented, and that is exactly how the franchise wants to build near term and long term. Are the solutions somewhere in the fine print of this football team? We discuss and explore here in episode 19 the Bears Etc. podcast with Super Bowl winning Bear. Tom Thayer, I'm Jeff Joniak. Coming up each week after the game, our visit with Bears head coach Matty Bufus coming up as well. Thanks to Dan Brilli, Jordan Tredup, and Katie Tuber, our producers. 41-10, the final from Arrowhead Stadium yesterday in Kansas City. Tom, we got the ride back. I got home about midnight last night and uh, dug into the tape, and you had a full, full agenda today uh, doing uh, all sorts of things. Uh, uh, and it's always fun to, to recap uh, – a win, but uh, that has been the escapable uh, quotient so far over the last 13 games dating back to last season. But what are you seeing, my friend? What are you seeing?
2: Well, you know, whether you're a player or a broadcaster, the first priority after the conclusion of a game is watching the tape. And you may have to watch it a, different, a couple times. But fortunately, nowadays in the NFL, they give you a couple different angles, so they give you an opportunity to see the details of the game. And it seems that's the word That has caught my attention through all the players and the coaches that met the media. Pay attention to details. And I think that's a key ingredient. Um, And I think it can change the outcome of a play to the point where it may be a successful play for your opponent. But if you have the details better, it could be a negative play. And those are the things they have to clean up. And nobody's exempt from it. But when you watch the tape along with your teammates, whether it's a position group or just sitting around with a buddy watching the tape. You have to understand how you can be better at the details that's required from your specific position. Well, Matt
0: Eberflus met the media uh, earlier on Monday and talked much about that. It is about the details. We'll hear it in the same conversation I had with him here in just a minute. Uh, how about your details? W- w- give me some examples. we got some from players, too. Roshon Johnson and T.J. Edwards talked today. We'll hear some clips. But what are some prominent things that stood out to you?
2: You know, defensively, you know, making sure you don't overflow. Make sure you understand your responsibility and your your area of concern and your area of commitment. And if you have more than multiple guys in the same area that are trying to derail a play, only do your job. Don't think that you can overplay your position. Because the thing about offense – if offensive players, offensive receivers, running backs, they're so talented. If they know that you have you taken one half step, one eighth of a step off balance, they can take it back in the opposite direction. You may not be able to recover. So when you hear about details, Jeff, the way to stop a running play or pass play against your opponent is making sure your details are exact. Don't try to do too much. Only, t- only do what's required of you from the huddle call. Yeah, there's sometimes that you have to do something extraordinary and make a play, you know, disengage from a blocker at the line of scrimmage and make a tackle for a loss like Justin Jones, a flow like a linebacker and make an offensive line block irrelevant and unmakeable. If you're a defensive back and you can anticipate the quarterback's eyes or a linebacker like Jack Sanborn and come up with an interception, Those are the plays you need repeatedly. Now as an offensive group, if you have a combination block with a couple of offensive linemen, you have to make sure that you only hit the defensive player that takes it up to that second level. You can't spend time connecting with each other because that makes the block less effective. And whether it's a quarterback read, a running back cut, or a tight end catch, it's just the little things that are going to make this team a lot better, a lot quicker.
0: You know, he's a slippery devil in there. One of these elite quarterbacks, uh, Mahomes, is super poised in the pocket. He finds those yep. zones and, and those areas of comfort to to escape. Uh, but, uh, according to Pro Football Focus, uh, 15 pressures by the Bears. And I don't know how they accurately define from their perspective what a pressure is. It's different uh, in every NFL uh, front office as they go through the tape and, and through your own eyes. But, that's another increase. Remember we started week one, it was a couple, then 11 last week. And if it is truly a 15 spot, you know they're 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 not finishing with a sack, but are, are you feeling some encouragement from the front four? I know, again, it's hard when you give up 41 points, but I'm, I'm just trying to I'm trying to look at things for the future here.
2: Well, you know, DeMarcus Walker, Rasheem Green, um, Yannick Ngakwe, and uh, Billings and Justin Jones. I expect those guys to be able to put pressure no matter which offensive lineman they're playing against. But I need advancements in the play of Zach Pickens or uh, Dexter and the young guys that are getting meaningful playing time, even the continuous development of Dominique Robinson. If those are the types of guys that can develop and make plays and then all of a sudden now they're getting a couple of extra reps because they are getting results out of their hard work, that's what we're all looking for game to game, week to week. And when you talk about pressures from game one, two, and three, it's because of those guys are developing. They're developing laterally and they're developing vertically. And that's what's required nowadays out of defensive linemen because they play such a multiple option to offense that sometimes their Island is a little bit bigger of responsibility than maybe it was during my era.
0: Yeah. I'm sticking out of the trenches. So let's go offensive line. I believe now it's the, it was the 12th different offensive line group dating back to last season, a starting group. And so Larry Borum got the start at left tackle, the right guard, Jatari Carter, uh, once again, uh, what did you think of those two gentlemen's performance? <laughs>
2: I, I, so I think this, I think we got to talk. stop talking about the narrative of who's playing and who's not playing. And the offensive linemen, along with Chris Morgan, the offensive line coach, they have to pay attention to the details of their exact assignments according to the play called, the down and distance, the field position. Because eventually these guys are going to gel together. They're going to work together. But if you can perfect your fundamentals and the minor details of your techniques, you're going to be good no matter who's playing. And I do think I see a more physical element of the running game, and I know Matt has talked about it. So if if I can look at the running game from the eyes of the offensive line and running back, and I'm not going to count Justin, because when I was looking at the tape of the game and I went back and looked at the stats of the other games, I'm taking Justin's carries out of it. I want to see a hard-fought physical performance performance from the offensive line, including the fullback, including the tight ends, and the way the running backs have the speed and ability to hit the hole. Because if they can hit the hole full speed at or a little bit beyond the line of scrimmage, they're strong enough group of young men that they can get an extra two and a half yards. And I'm not looking unrealistically, Jeff. I'm not saying every running play has got to be a touchdown. I'm looking for four plus yards of carry. And if you can do that 35 times a game, you can win the game.
0: Forty-one unanswered is tough to uh, accept, obviously, but on a day when Miami scored ten touchdowns, seventy points, and over seven hundred yards of offense against a bewildered Denver Bronco defense, anything is possible with offenses in the NFL these days. We'll pick up that conversation and many <laughs> others as we break down the Broncos. But before we do that, let's step aside and hand it off to our interview with head coach Matty Brufleus. I don't think you will watch the tape any differently for a, a forty-one to ten win. Right, you you have to look at it and break it down the exact same way. So this is your process, and uh, you're looking for the same nuggets that will build on the next opponent uh, for your football team. So that's the weird thing about wins and losses. I know you've always taught me you look at it the same way.
3: Yeah, it's important to do that. You know, obviously we're facing some adversity right now, and you know I appeal to the guys to really focus on themselves, you know, and focus on their detail at their position so they can play fast and physical. And uh, that's what we want for each individual. And then I appealed to them for their position groups. I said, hey, when you go into your position room, do you guys like what you see in there? And they all nodded their head yes. And I said, well, you know, that position group needs to play their best game this week. And and how do you do that? You focus on the details at your position. And and I was talking to the coaches, too, at the same time. You know, it's about the coaches being able to coach, drill, rep, um, you know, walk through um, team periods, of that detail. And, and what I'm saying is that the, the details matter in this business. They make the big things happen. You know, how you, how you B-block, you know, you know uh, a three technique. You know, how you kick out, you know, force, you know, uh, on the perimeter toss. Um, how you stock block on perimeter runs. You know, how the quarterback carries out his fake. Um, you know, defensively, how we, you know, use our, our gap discipline and our run defense. You know, how we do our things in pass coverage, how we match the numbers and do it, and do it correctly and communicate you know pre and post snap. You know, so all those things matter and uh, we're just getting down to the details and uh, it matters in critical moments of the game and I showed the guys a couple series of how, how it could change a little bit. Um, you know for example, we did a good job of stopping them on defense on the first series, right they end up uh, pinning us down there. And, you know, we did a good job. Of, you know, Justin made a real athletic uh, move out of there to be able to throw it to Claypool. I thought that was nice. You know, and then, you know, later in that drive or, or later in that particular quarter, there was a, a situation where we got to midfield. You know, we were on the 36-yard line, I believe, and we got to do a good job of being able to punch that ball and keep that ball in that area of the field because we don't want to take negative plays there because those are scoring quad zone areas. You know, we could have put the game to seven to three at that point, but uh, you know, so those are just the little details that we have to making sure that we're squared away with
0: on uh, at the player level, at the coaching level, and making sure we're doing that right. Which prompts this question: So, when you say in the position rooms, the guy you ask the guys, you like what you see in there, and they all nod yes, and the coaches are telling you, "Hey, these guys are doing a great job." That's at practice because you can, don't know anything until you play on Sunday. But at practice, are these details? Being dotted with I's and crossing the T's that you're comfortable with. It's just not happening on Sunday yet. Is that what you're saying? I just say we got to do it better because all that matters is Sunday. Yeah. Right? I but, mean, but, but you you could, f- do you feel it at practice? I do. Okay. I do.
3: But again, the, the performance is what matters. You know, the yeah. performance is what matters. We got to perform on Sunday, and that's what matters. Now, you have to see it on the practice field first, but now we have to take, you know, the repetition that we've had in practice and then take it to the game. And then once we see that, it's going to be it's going to be a good product on
0: the field. So I would assume you'd be much more alarmed. I mean, it's you don't feel good, obviously, zero and three. But you would be alarmed if you weren't seeing it at practice, right? And worried on Sunday.
3: Yeah, no doubt. And yeah. again, we're going through adversity right now. And I told the guys that we just had to lean on lean on each other, and that, that's the most important part. And uh, be determined. You know, have a have a focus and have a fight to your heart, and be determined to. Uh, play your very best this week.
0: I saw a quote from DJ Moore. You know, some of the leaders are getting asked these questions and he says, uh, you know, some things got to change and they got to change fast. Do you feel urgency from your team?
3: Yes, no doubt. You know, I like to look in their eye today. You know, they're determined and uh, see a sense of urgency uh, for them to get this done. Does this team need a feel good
0: moment in a game that can spark a fire?
3: Yeah, I, mean, I really do. I think we need that. And I think it's going to be coming down to play-by-play execution. You know, because in the in the NFL, typically it comes down to six plays. You know, these games are close. Um, a lot of the times, right, we've been in some close games. You know, the first two games were pretty close. And, uh, you know, certainly the Tampa Bay game was close. And we got to do a good job of those six plays uh, that make a difference. But you never know when those are going to come. So your execution matters, play in and play out. Our guys are determined and, and, they're, they're, and they're they focused and they they have uh, fighters' hearts. You know, so I, I always see them with uh, optimism in their in their play and and how we're going about our business on the field.
0: There are so many things going on, you know, with the, the different offensive line groups, the, the secondary injury situation. You don't make excuses, obviously, but that uh, that chemistry piece will that still take some time.
3: Yeah, that always takes time. Yeah. I think you build chemistry throughout the course of the year. You know, I think that your chemistry you know, in the first part of the year is going to be way different at the end of the year. You know? So we've played three games, and uh, you know, obviously our chemistry is going to get better and better and better as we go. You know, We have 30-some new players on this football team, and it is a new football team. And uh, that gel and that chemistry is going to continue to get better as we, as we go, as long as we have the stamina to persevere through adversity, and we have to be able to do that um, as a group. And how do you define stamina? Uh, the, the ability to stay determined no matter what and if you you're you get uh, uh, set back a little bit, you're still determined just as much as you were um, when maybe you won nine in a row you know it's, so it's important that um, we have that determination.
0: All right let's talk about some some individual guys so Terrell Smith got a ton of playing time 10 yep. tackles on there. What did you see on tape that I, I know you like this player uh, University of Minnesota Yeah really really pleased with him. Uh, he's got long speed. Um, he's big.
3: Um, I certainly like the way he tackled, uh, you know, in the game, and uh, he's going to get some playing time, you know, and he got some playing time uh, yesterday, and that's good for us. And, uh, you know, to have those two young corners uh, get playing time and get experience is only going to make us better in the long run.
0: All right, uh, Tyreek Stevenson, uh, from what you said in your news conference, he's going to be okay. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. Fine. he's fine. You know, that, that the flag, you know, Tom felt it should not have been a flag, um, but they did knock helmets that's going to happen on some of these plays, sure. you know, running back. It's funny they don't they don't really flag the. Run- remember, they were supposed to flag running backs if they lowered their heads into a defender. Yeah. that, that, that that's, I, don't, I, don't, I don't ever remember it happening. Yeah, it happens once in a while, but I thought that was a good play
3: uh, by Tyreek. You know, in terms of his determination and his uh, want to. You know,
0: he did he did everything he could to keep him out of the end zone. Did a nice job. What can you count on right now in your mind? You close your eyes. You know, you can count on you go to in a game. Just to get you through a hump. Yeah, I
3: would just say that we can count on our guys, you know, being there and working, you know. And I think that if we get our run game going, um, that's the one thing you can count on. And same thing on the run defense. You know, the run defense is is, is much improved. Um, we're not getting the explosive runs as we did last year at this point, uh, but our run average is still solid. And uh, we just got, got to continue to build upon that because that's a great foundation for a football team. You know, and then once we get you know that going, then we're going to be ahead of the sticks. We're going to be
0: you know playing more pass
3: downs on defense, and uh, that's a great way to start.
0: All right, in our remaining moments here on Bears et the Bears head coach uh, Matt Eberflus. Let's take a look at uh, the Denver Broncos. Uh, that's a stunning number, obviously. It happened. It happens rarely in this league, the seventy. But uh, with injured egos and all that aside, uh, what should we expect from a team that just had seventy?
3: You know, this is a one-week yeah. proposition here in the NFL. But it was 70. I understand. <laughs> but it's still, it's still to me, it's just one week at a time. You know, yeah. We can't look at that one way or the other. We just got to look and see, hey, uh, it's all about us and how we're going to go out
0: there and, and uh, do a great job to put ourselves in position to win the game. Russell Wilson, uh, eighth-rated quarterback in the league despite uh, their uh, winless season so far. Uh, do you see a different player maybe than a year ago or maybe you haven't gone that far into the tape just yet?
3: Yeah, I haven't uh, gone that much far into it. i was been a, a busy evaluating our tape from yesterday and trying to make the corrections. But, uh, you know, I see a, l- a little bit better in terms of his rhythm, his timing, getting the ball out.
0: Um, I do see that a little bit as I, as I peeked at the tape. But, uh, uh, yeah, that's where he is. All right, well, good luck this week in your preparation, and we will talk to you after next week's game. All right, Thank you, you. Got it. All right, Tom, what did, uh, what's your takeaway from that interview right there? Because I, I tried to pin him down on what he sees at practice, what he's seeing on game day and how this squad actually feels about itself. Because at some point, like in that runaway second quarter, they turn the ball over twice. And, and a team learning how to win, can they overcome those obstacles that they create themselves or a defense creates uh, by making a big play or any of these other things that have happened over the course of the first three weeks of the season? And, uh, and, you know, and he feels, no, they can. They, they, they are in, Their mindset is good. And so he knows better than anybody. He's, he's looking at him every day, and he's practicing him every day.
2: You know what I like about Matt? It's different than a lot of head coaches that i played for in my past is that he pokes his head into every single position room out there, and he's got a message for them. And he talks about the details that go along with no matter or whatever position you play. And to start perfecting those details, those fundamentals, the teni- techniques, the work ethic and work effort in practices, and they're going to pay dividends on game day. So I know Matt has his hand in a major way on defense right now, but he can't ignore ignore the offense. So when you go out there, and let's exclude Justin again because he's kind of in a special category of himself. When you talk about the running backs, tight ends, wide receivers, and offensive line, every one of these guys – individually they have to improve, but as as a unit they have to improve. And, again, it brings me back to the word details because you can never forget about details in the course of a football season. And if you think, Jeff, in your 30 years now of broadcasting, have you ever seen a perfect game? No, they don't happen, Jeff. And so no matter if you win by 40 or you lose by 40, it's still about making sure that you go in there and you watch – the, you watch the tape with constructive eyes to make sure that you're looking at yourself and you're looking at your position to make sure they all get better. And then hold guys accountable for it.
0: Good news. Chicago United Airlines is getting brand new planes with all the bells and whistles like Bluetooth connectivity, screens at every seat, and room for everyone's roller bag. United, proud to fly the Chicago Bears and you too. Jeff and Tom here on the Bears Etc. podcast. All right, let's uh, listen into to some of the players. Uh, Roshan Johnson at the podium today. He, he speaks like a veteran, Tom. I'm impressed with him and always have been from the moment we met him. He gives an, a specific example here of a missed opportunity on one of his runs that we commented on in the broadcast yep, yesterday. I
4: remember it. had a wide zone play where I tripped and stumbled. I should have just stayed on my track and bounced it outside. Like Something as simple as that uh, ended up being a no-game play. I mean, I'm one broken tackle away from scoring, so literally stuff like that. Um, That's all just a matter of me locking in on my details and it's focusing on what I'm coached to do. I was coached to stay on my track and I didn't do that. So something like that, that could, you know, swing the whole momentum of a game and carry out a drive can turn into a three and out just like that.
0: It was the stumble. And if not, as he says, we're looking at a possible touchdown there
4: well this is the, you got to take it two ways
2: I like the fact that he recognized what he should have done and he will do next time or what he possibly do next time but I also commend him for his vision because he knew what he was looking at and for us our advantage from nine floors up <laughs> we we probably have a better advantage uh, of it visually and then when you unfortunately see him stumble because a lot of these guys, uh, most guys in the NFL have a hard time going from 100, 100% forward to a lateral step immediately, and sometimes your feet do get caught up on themselves. But look, man, I love Roshan. I like the way he plays. I like the effort he gives, his catching ability, blocking ability, and running toughness, but I love him. He's – he's. I, I don't see a rookie up there at the nope. podium. I, I see a young man with a, a world of experience that – going to be one of the assets in this locker room and if anybody does thinks that they can't go to a running back for advice or look at you know an example of hard work that's that's as they say that's my dog <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, and you've got three of them uh okay how qb1 is handling everything johnson on that topic as well
4: i think he's been poised about it um i haven't really i haven't really seen him Change up, or act different about it. I feel like he's going to work every day um, and has put his best foot forward. I, mean, I know he gets a lot of heat and uh, you know hate from a lot of different outlets, but uh, what I've seen, I haven't seen him flinch in any in any sense. Um, and you know, we're, we're going to do our best to you know make sure he's supported and make sure he can go out and play and play, play ball.
0: And you know, Justin's handling himself mm-hmm. well with his teammates, and so that's. A first step in, a, in another direction that we got to focus on here, because you know he keeps saying he's going to relish the idea that he's he's playing in the NFL. He's here, and he's just got to let it loose, and 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 hopefully it all comes together sooner rather than later.
2: You, you know, one thing about teammates is Roshan is there for outside the building, outside the meeting room support. He's not sitting in the quarterback meetings with Justin Fields, telling him what to look for, how to look for it, and how to go about his business. He's got to let Justin go and prepare as quarterbacks do in their room. But when they're in the lunchroom, <clears throat> when they're in the weight room, when they're outside warming up pre-practice, maybe playing catch, that's when Roshan will get most of his opportunities to talk to Justin during the day. And through all my years as an NFL player, even though one of my best buddies was Mike Tomczak, the quarterback, I didn't talk to him until the end of the day. So, And it's the same thing with running backs and quarterbacks, but the support that Roshan can give Justin – is going, look, man, we believe in you. We have a tremendous amount of faith and you can be one of the reasons how we get this thing. And when we get this thing turned around, you can be a major reason why. So it's the voice of support that's really important.
0: For all your journeys ahead, go with a partner who's been on your team from the beginning, the one members and communities have trusted for over 85 years. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Illinois, always standing by you, with you, for you, through it all. And, And that leads me to another Roshan Johnson soundbite: uh, It's on the players here. It's it's the game plan is provided. It's discussed. They're tutored on fundamentals and techniques. They execute plays in practice. They do their seven on sevens, their uh, one on ones, their, their their position group drills, their team drills, and then they go to work on Sunday. But it's on these players to carry it
4: through. It starts with the players. I mean, regardless of what the coaches say, um, regardless of how we how we take it, I think our main thing is to address the mistakes within us. So um, that's being real with ourselves in each position group and holding each other accountable, um, regardless of what anybody else says first. I feel like that's how you ultimately grow and ultimately see changing results is when you know the person that's actually playing on the next side you is holding you to a higher standard than anybody else. So I think that's that's the start.
2: Listen, Jay Hilgenberg used to have one of the greatest quotes of all time as when we are active players. And he used to look at me and say and said, if it's so easy, the coaches would be doing it.
0: <laughs> and that's
2: not the case. And it is, and I'm glad Roshan talked about the players' responsibility because it is about the players. The coaches can give you all the advice and all the, uh, you know, changes and, and, uh, corrections you can possibly use in the meetings around the field. But once you get there on game day, it's about you. And it's like Dick Stanfeld, the night before meetings, you know, we used to have our final meeting, 10 or 15 minutes, just something really quick. And he goes, guys, it's, it's, you got to just lay it out there. I can't sit here and tell you any last-minute corrections. We're not changing anything. It's about you guys just going out there and playing. So, and I think that's basically what Roshan is saying. It's about the players you living up to the expectations that Ryan Poles, Kevin Warren, Matt Eberflus, George McCaskey, that they have in this group of young
1: men.
0: Linebacker T.J. Edwards feeling the same way you do.
1: The biggest thing with that is that's that's policed by the team, in my opinion, by the guys in that locker room. It's it's one of those to where, you know, when we're out there playing, we got to have that, um, that same mindset, you know, that we're all on the same page and things like that. I think the messaging's been great. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, the guys in that locker room are the ones that got to go out there and, and got to go do it on, on Sundays. And um, so I think internally, you've been having really good conversations just in terms of where we're at and where we want to be. And, um, you know, because we, we've seen it, man, we, we've seen it all through camp. We saw it, um, you know, moments of it. You know, we, we've seen what this thing can look like. So there's again, I think that that optimism is, is big time. Now it's just understanding that there needs to be a sense of urgency to make it happen on Sunday because we got to we got to turn this around for sure. JJ, how do you and just the rest of your defensive teammates find consistent
0: ways to create pressure? Because obviously, it's, it hasn't been been there three games, but how can you kind of manufacture to find that?
1: Yeah, um, I, I think I think that goes kind of you know uh, both ways. I think it's one of those to where uh, we hold up in the back end to give our our D line time to get there, and also um, just mixing up looks so that the quarterback kind of has to you know, get through his progressions a little bit quicker and also bringing guys um, to where we can do that. And I think, again, something that we were talking about a lot was disguising last week. And, again, I thought we had we had times where we could make plays um, and maybe we were just off on our detail a little bit in terms of execution, and it, um, it didn't happen. But those things come, in my opinion, uh, when the front end and back end's, you know, working together. And uh, I'm excited to get to that, for sure.
0: And so it's going to take players like Roshan, like T.J. Edwards, uh, like starting linebacker Tremaine Edmonds, Cody Whitehair at center, uh, all these veterans to help carry these younger guys forward here and and really – As Edwards said, they police themselves, and that's how it ultimately – the locker room does have to police itself.
2: Oh, no doubt. You know, T.J. Edwards is a unique guy, you know, because I'm just getting to learn more about him when I listen to him at the podium and I watch him play. He's credited with 17 total tackles, six solo tackles. But when I go and watch T.J. play, I see a play that – he oversteps his boundaries. Okay. He just flows a little bit too fast and a little bit too wide. And the running back cuts up inside of him. And it's a positive play where he's got to come up and get support from the defensive back. Then the very next play, I see him play it perfectly. He flows quickly. It reminds me of Lance Briggs. He flows quickly, puts the offensive lineman in an unblockable position. He's able to skirt through the line of scrimmage and make a tackle for no gain. So, When you listen to a guy like T.J. Edwards with the experiences that he's had in the NFL, he knows how to correct his own mistakes. And I think eventually, uh, again, another thing like Dick Stanfeld said, look, and I can coach you so much, but eventually you have to start coaching yourself. And when you start coaching yourself, that's when you're going to become a better player. And I think T.J. has the experience after looking at the film that he has the ability and the intelligence to coach himself.
0: We're brought to you by PNC, official Bank of the Bears. Jeff Joniak and Tom Thayer. looks like the injury situation may not be as uh, dire it may have looked during the game. Tyreek Stevenson, uh, it looks like it was a neck injury of some sort, but he's expected to be okay. That's good news. Don't know about Jalen Johnson. Tremaine Edmonds, same thing. He should be okay. Uh, so hopefully they got out of that game okay. Uh, more reps for the young guys in the secondary, like Terrell Smith. We touched on him with with Coach Really impressive day with his physicality. I know it's a guy that John Hoke really really likes at corner, and and so does fluce uh, So they got some, some young guys that are getting, again, a second year in a row with young guys in the secondary getting a lot of reps. Well,
2: you know, one thing about Tyreek Stevenson, if you go back and you look at that play on tape, tell the cameraman to stand up and get his camera off the ground because after he made the hit, Jeff, I don't think it's a collision with the player. I think it's his head hitting the camera behind him. And wow. you go back, you go back and you look at it. And to me, for a cameraman to be laying there at the pylon with this camera on the ground, mm. you know, that that can hurt a player as much as anything. So go take a look at that, because that's where I think when Matt Eberflu said it was his neck, not necessarily his head. When you look at him, hit his head on the camera. The first thing he does is reach for the left side of his neck. And, uh, and that's what brought my attention to it.
0: Mm. Oh, wow, that's uh, that would be bad. That would be a big discussion well, with the NFL.
2: You know, I pay attention to everything. Yes, you do. Nothing side, gets by from, you from sideline to sideline.
0: No, I, that's why I always got to be on my P's and Q's. Nothing gets by you. You just notice everything.
2: Well, you wouldn't have left your ah, phone ah, in the, ah. you wouldn't have left your phone in the bathroom <laughs> if you pay attention to everything. Um, I'm for, for the pot.
0: Yeah, I'm all for two on road trips <laughs> this year with, with the oh, phone. Man. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's a story for another day. Uh, Busy hard seltzer, the official hard seltzer of the Chicago Bears. All right, let's look at a couple of more fine details of this matchup. Were there things that you see that Matt Eberflus is discussing that he sees that give you hope that this fix is coming sooner rather than later?
2: So the the big word this week is details. And I think that's a week-to-week commitment, responsibility of all players to pay attention to the details of their job and how they can improve. To me, the key word this uh, this week and coming off of this week is physical. Because to me, when you talk about the running game and you talk about what this offensive line can offer you, and especially this week playing at home and with against the – Denver Broncos in being able to be in control of volume snap count. Their explosiveness at the point of attack should be like any other week so far this year. And when you have the running style of Khalil Herbert and Roshan Johnson and the rest of the running backs, include Deontay Foreman, even though he's been inactive the last couple weeks, I think you can bring a physical element to this game from start to finish that recaptures the attention of the crowd. And that's a key ingredient here. You cannot go out there and play a passive style of football and ask for the, your crowd support. So if you go out there and you have that determined running game that runs the ball 35 to 40 times a game, and then it switch it over to the other side of the ball. Now the defensive front seven, when they have an opportunity to make a tackle against the running back or even hit the quarterback, they do it with a physical presence that everybody reminds it. And that brings the crowd out of their seats. When coach Hightower he devises the scheme of the special teams are going to have to face this week, even though there hasn't been a kickoff return in the last two weeks. It's got to be with that physical presence. When they have a chance to tackle a kick returner, or a punt returner, protect the line of scrimmage when they're punting the ball, so on and so forth, they have to do it as physically as they possibly can. So that's kind of my key phrase word for this whole week is you, gotta, you, you, you have to – Get the crowd with that physical element so they're on your side immediately. Now it brings it back to what Soldier Field can be and should be all about. And the, and the crowd will reward you with all kinds of cheers if somebody somehow shows that physical style. And is it Roshan Johnson lowering a shoulder and running over a linebacker to get to the third level? Is it Khalil? Is it Cole? Uh, Cole uh, Kmet getting the ball in his hands and being able to see the tackler that's coming o- at him and being able to lower his shoulder and run him over. Who is going to be that guy that's going to get the crowd involved most immediately? And then it's got to continue for four quarters. I don't want to hear about one drive first quarter. I want to hear about four quarters of physical style of Chicago Bear football. Yeah,
0: I, I can't agree with you more. I mean, I was kind of hoping that was going to be the case in Kansas City. and uh, But at home, yeah, don't lose the crowd. You, you got to keep a minute because uh, they're hungry right now. And they were for the opener when they were all jacked up at the beginning and it didn't work out that way at the end. Uh, but they're right there. The good news is the opponents – You know, Green Bay uh, comes in the first week. They go and and lose week two. Uh, This uh, Tampa, we're going to find out how they respond after playing the Bears in Kansas City thereafter. I'm watching that this year because Nick Allegretti, local guy, he he plays for the Chiefs, um, and he's a a special teams guy and a backup uh, offensive lineman at the moment. But his observations were quoted in the paper. Uh, The Bears did play a very physical game, and and they played (laughs) through the whole 60 minutes. They gave – Top effort. It just didn't work out in the win column. And so well, that, uh, that's know, what I want to hear and see.
2: Yeah, well, immediately after the game, when we had the chance to talk to Matt Eberflus, that was the thing that yeah. caught my eye. I don't care whether what they were down by. The guys were still playing hard. They were still running to the football. They were still delivering those hits. But that's why I said just a moment ago, it can't be first quarter or fourth quarter. It's got to be four, four quarters.
0: Take a chance. Download the Bet Rivers app today. Our look at Denver. We'll preview it in Thursday's podcast. Uh, But a little sneak peek, obviously. uh, I don't know what to expect. (laughs) Sean Payton has got to be out of his mind. Um, And those players, um, they were humbled. And so uh, that was a complete butt kicking. And what should you? So what should we expect? What? What is it? I mean, you've never experienced anything like that. So I don't no. even know. I mean, who has?
2: I mean. Be very careful. Yeah. I'm telling you. You be very careful. You know, they always say a wounded animal is yeah. at its most dangerous. And so what they're going to hear from the Denver press, what they're going to hear when they go to the restaurants or go out to eat or when you go back and somebody was a you are. Dan sent me a thing of Garrett uh, Bull sitting in his locker room as disgusted as you can possibly see a player immediately following game head in his hands and just saying how depressing it, it is. But, If you have a guy like Sean Payton who's been around the league for a while, I think it's a great opportunity to challenge your team to do better, be better, play better. Just like we're talking about the Bears being more physical, that's what you would expect from Denver, but you can't let Denver have it. You can't let them have any type of – what was that – you asked Matt Eberflus a question about an igniting moment or a fire moment. Do
0: they need one to get them started?
2: Yes, and I, I don't give them that. Don't give them that opportunity to get excited about anything. Beat them by 60 and let them go back to Denver and worry about their own problems and and allow the Bears to build on the solutions they're trying to create.
0: Denver opened the season, two close losses to the Raiders and Commanders at home. They have some good talent on that team, some leftovers from a a pretty good defense on all-pro corner and Patrick Sertan. Justin Simmons at safety. They've added Zach Allen, uh, a big run stopper on defense. Two veteran edge rushers, Randy Gregory and Frank Clark. But uh, that speed from Miami, it was just an avalanche of points. Uh, Offensively, of course, Russell Wilson. Coach touched on it a little bit. He is Right now, top 10 in the league in quarterback rating. Cortland Sutton on the outside. So those are some of the key factors. Marvin Mims has had a really good start as a rookie and as a dangerous return man. Something to watch.
2: Yeah, but, you know, the the key element there is to make Russell Wilson look slow, old, and small. And you can do that by having your defensive lineman get some penetration. When he wants to throw the ball, rush with your hands up, you'll get four or five block passes. Don't have, don't allow Russell Wilson to get outside the pocket and scramble and do an open throwing lane. And so if you can do that, I think you can slow down a certain percentage of their their offense and what Sean Payton likes to do.
0: Right now, when you spend over $2,999 at Steinhoffels, you'll score a $100 Bears Pro Shop gift card. Visit any one of their four Chicagoland locations in Vernon Hills, Crystal Lake, Downers Grove, and Harwood Heights, or shop online at steinhoffels.com. Uh, Thursday after, uh, this, uh, early week, uh, doldrums after another lot, we'll be in a much better mood looking at the Denver Broncos. Tommy, we'll be ready to rock.
2: It, I, you know, but I think like Eber you got to stay positive. You got to stay your mood up. Cause the last thing players want to do is see a head coach with his head hanging down in searching for answers. Some of the times we got yelled at and criticized the most was after we won a game. When we lost some games, whether it's George Allen, Don Shula, Mike Ditka, Dan Devine, whomever, Gordy Gillespie, who I've ever, ever played for, some of the, you know, they were the most positive after a loss because they're looking, they're going to make corrections through all their life experience in football.
0: All right, back with you on Thursday with our podcast. Also, Thursday night, 6 o'clock on ESPN 1000, Bears Weekly. We'll discuss a lot in detail. The Denver Broncos hope to get a player interview as well. And that'll do it for us. For Tom Thayer, head coach Matt Eberflus, I'm Jeff Joniak. Thanks for listening to Bears Etc. Bear down, everybody. We'll talk to you later in the week. Thanks for listening.